takes episode. Can't be oh, another episode. We should have prepared. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, late, guys. It's late, and it's it's me and Tucker, the unprobable duo. I think this is going to be our first our first uh, duet, me and you. Yeah, no, I think this is our first time, and we immediately came out unprepared. So this is uh, um, episode stuff. 214, a.k.a. Valentine's Day. Valentine's um, episode. February 14th. Uh, we did kind of skip over Valentine's Day talk, I think, this year. Yeah, we so, did. Uh, that could be a potential list. Um, <laughs> something to do with <laughs> Valentine's. <laughs> Worst holidays could be a good one. Ooh, that'd be a good list. I'm all in for worst holidays. Well, uh, we'll get there. Well, um, like I said, it's just me and Tucker today. Um, Trey is, from what I can hear today, Trey is having a real rough one. He's having a bad uh, trip home. Mm-hmm. He's been traveling since the wee, wee morning. I don't understand how it's so hard. He's in Florida. It's not like he's in Egypt. But he flew, right? Yeah, he flew. Why are you still not home? I mean, that um, insane commute. He must have had, like, three layovers on his way to Logan. Yeah. I don't know if he was trying to save money, thought the layovers would help. But at the end of the day, you're spending more at the airport anyway. Just get oh. home. Just get home. Well, I'm spending um, an extra, like, 50 to $100 if you give me a couple easily. layovers. Easily. Yeah. Um, I think we should throw a secret word in for the fellas, maybe early. All right. Pre- um, jump in secret word. Go for it. Sasquatch. Yep, Sasquatch. It's been a word before, I guess, I think. Was it? Oh, shit. I had no idea. But uh, secret word is Sasquatch for the boys that aren't here. Dylan's just, am I just dead, maybe? Um, yeah, Dylan, um, Dylan, maybe you can explain this. Why is he, uh, why, is, why on earth is he celebrating his girlfriend's birthday right now? I don't know. I know, like, they're going to Boston to celebrate the birthday um, <clears throat> over the weekend. So they have, like, a big birthday plan. It's not like they, like, are busy on the birthday, so they're doing it now. No, they just doing birth. It's birthday week, I guess. Birthday week. To be fair, girls do like to do a birthday week. Um, there were several different going out occasions. My girlfriend's birthday was over the weekend, um, <clears throat> and it, it lasted a long time. So um, I, I guess it's understandable. We'll we'll hear the full excuse. But uh, any winners or losers you got? Uh, I don't think anything's happened in sports this week, has it? No, and that's why I'm excited that this this should be a big list guys video uh, episode. Um, first list guys back for me. I'm I'm sorry I was out. Loser me it was out last week. It was like I said, my girlfriend's actual birthday. Literal birthday was on Tuesday. Yeah, that that's a real reason. That's so, a real reason. Um. Winner me, though. I'm going to tell you what. I, this has been a huge month for me. The month of February, uh, end of January. I have been a, a, uh, a killer on the radio lately. Everybody knows me around this part. I have won three different radio competitions, contests, call-ins. Nobody, Tucker didn't even know that that was still a thing. Uh, no, I haven't apparently. listened to radio in like six months. Yeah, I am. I am always given a lot of a lot of crap because I listen to the radio every day on my way to work. I listen to 97.9 and 103.1. Now that was your South Florida channels. 
So some of our listeners will know I listen every day. You probably have heard me because I call in every single morning. There's always competitions and I call in every day and every six days or so I will win. I won tickets to Garlic Fest. That's just what it sounds like. Uh, Festival of Garlic, $15 a piece. I won four. Then I won tickets to Rib Roundup, which is $65 a piece. Laney Wilson's going to be there. Rodney Atkins, Chase Back and Warren's Eiders. Um, won four tickets. That's this weekend. I'm excited. And then yesterday, I answered five trivia questions. Got two tickets to J-Lo in Miami. Um, so just and, an absolute in the trivia. Any tough trivia questions that you had to deal with? You know what? Um, no. And and they said you would win the tickets if, even if you didn't get all the trivia right. So well, they did ask me, true or false, Levi Strauss was – I'll go through them for you, and you can answer them if you want. I'd love to. Number one, in what game would you say the words checkmate to your opponent? Chess. <clears throat> Obviously. Okay. Chess, good. Number one. True or false, Levi Strauss – was the inventor of the blue jean. Uh ooh, I'm gonna say false. I know he like founded Levi's, but I'm gonna say false of that one. True. He uh I I told them I worked at Levi's um in high school and they just couldn't believe it. But that is a fact. I worked at Levi's, I knew that because of my own experience, Levi Strauss. Um at least he patented, uh, patented that one. I'm sure somebody came up with the idea and he marketized it and monetized it and made money off it, as, as you should in America. Number three, who was the actress that plays Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter series? Emma Watson, obviously. Easy, easy one. Yep, ripped that, that one off. Now, this one gets a little tough. There's a, a little bit of a hint in there. Um, the, the actor, um, Eric McCormick. <clears throat> plays the character Will on what uh whatever show whatever it airs on hold on um NBC show Oof. it's a current show I I don't know they just said on what NBC show It's going to go see. like Will and Grace It is Will and Grace right Wow okay Yeah so he said Will and I'm like you know what Will and Grace so I got a little scared on that one. And then the last question was, how many oceans are there? Uh, these, the Ar- There's four, right? The Indian, so, the Arctic, the Pacific, and the Atlantic. Yep. So so I said four. I also said, now listen, guys. A lot of people will claim that there's five. And I listed them all, including the Southern Ocean. Now, I'm not a proprietor of that. I think there's four. And they were like, wow, yeah. No, I, I didn't even know that. So just take it. You won. Good job. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that's the highlight. Having a great week so far. But so are you well known in ahead. the radio system? Like you they're like, yeah, welcome back. Yeah. At this point, I've won one on ninety seven nine two on one oh three one. They did ask me, is your information already in the system? I said, yep. So they just they already got it in there. And uh, so far, I've only gone to Garlic Fest, but I did go. It wasn't great. And then um, <clears throat> on Saturday, I'll be going to Rib Roundup, which I'm there very excited for. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. But if we want to get into ways to takes here, I I am ready. I I have a uh, a take, and it's, it's NFL-related, of course. And yeah. it is Patriots-related. What are the, the odds? Always something with the Patriots on this podcast. 
I'm going to talk about a uh, a guy named Mac Jones, McCorkle, I believe some would call him. And I've been watching a little bit about uh, how how the Patriots are trying to do things this year, and they're trying to go after go after a little bit like the Packers. I've been hearing. Um, I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna. So yeah, in. their GM is uh, used to work for the Packers. Right. So they're yeah. now G- Yeah. So that's good. I think that's good for the Patriots. I do think they draft a quarterback in the first round. Um, I am going to go out on a limb here and say, barring any injury, um, I, I think the Patriots do a good job this year of rebuilding. I think they're they're defensive heavy, and I think that. You know, they play well enough to win a few games. I'm going to go ahead and say that Mac Mac Jones starts every game this year. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I do, as early as three. Um, and he's going to sit. And if this is really going to be a, 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 a Green Bay Packers, you got to stick to it all the way through. Um, let, me, let me change this up a little bit. Now... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mac Jones, barring injury, he's not gonna get benched. He will start all 17 games this year. Um, reminiscent to the Packers with Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Brett Favre, I guess came in from another team. Uh, but if they're gonna they're gonna go true to form Packers way. Mac Jones will be the guy to lead the helm because he knows the system more than anybody on the team. He's made it to the playoffs with that team. Not going to say that they're going to do that again, but they're going to trust Mac through and through. The fans are not going to like it, but they're going to trust the process. And then next year, whoever the guy may be, I'm guessing it's going to be Jaden Daniels personally. Um, I don't see anybody else the Patriots are um, go after, but that's a different story. Mac Jones starts every game, lets the other guy sit behind him. Uh, I, Cam, I hate this take. And I'll tell you why, because oh, no, I know. in his press conference today, the guy that said that he was wants to be like the Packers also stated about the lack of leadership out of the QB position and that that's a huge need for the team. And he talked about Mac's body language. So I, I think this guy is out on Mac. Um, so I'm fully out on it because of the same press conference that you watched that this take is based around. I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> just I didn't watch comment. it either. I just saw an ESPN highlights on it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's the good thing about, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but your GM's no longer your coach. Uh, so that's not his decision, his decision to get the guy, not to put the guy in, in on the field. Uh, you think so it's a big Mac Jones guy. I don't know. I mean, he's he's been with him. He's worked with him, whether on the other side of the ball. But uh, I don't know. I, I think that um, I almost think he should want it. I almost think if Mac plays well enough to be, you know, slightly above 500 throughout the year, I don't think he should be benched because you always see this. I mean, every year you see guys go in too early. And whether it's Jaden Daniels or Mac Jones, I mean, if they go in too early and they're not good, and what are you going to do? I mean, you're you're done. So I I mean, Bryce Young thrown to the the Wolves this year. I understand it's different between going right out and starting and then playing, you know, with a five and five record maybe, and not much to lose. You're not really expected to make the playoffs. 
but that's why it's a waste of paper. Uh, Kim, you know what? You bring up good points. I hate your take through and through, but I respect it. Uh, it's not it's not a Patriots hater take, which I prefer because there's been a lot. Um, but I don't. I mean, saying saying that uh, Mac Jones is, should start every game and will start is kind of a Patriots hater take because I want you guys to start. Yeah, but you know what? It's another year of a top five draft pick. So if you get your <laughs> franchise QB to sit a year, put Mac in there, get yourself back into the top five, get a generational tackle at that spot. Maybe. I, I'm not going to complain. It's a two-year rebuild. Patience. Patience. That's the rebuild. Nobody's patient enough to do it. What do you got? Um, I didn't have anything prepared, if I'm being honest with you. I've been scouring to try and think of something over the last minute or so. Um, but we're going to go NBA with this take. Where? Mm-hmm. Not sure yet. Um, but as we all know, the Minnesota Timberwolves are becoming a powerhouse. I like this team. I've liked this team for a while. I've just thought they're gritty. I like Anthony Edwards. I just like players on this team, and I think they're fun to watch when they play together. Um, you know, they've been playing hard even when, like, a few years ago when they uh, made it out of the play-in tournament, and I think there was a guy crying during it. But this team has okay. all the heart needed. And I've decided that they're going to be the champions of the Western Conference this season. Um, They've been playing well. They're defensively sound. Rudy Gobert, one of the most underrated players in the NBA, in my opinion. He's hated, but he's any team he's on becomes infinitely like a top five defensive team. And so I'm saying this team not only makes the playoffs, but wins the Western Conference. This is the, the Timberwolves? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, okay. they're, like, really good right now, aren't they? They're the number one team in the West. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. I, I did not do enough research on this, but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here, and uh, I'm going to say this is one of the worst takes on the show <laughs> history. And I don't, I don't think that it is respectful enough. But I'll I'll talk about it anyway. I think did you say they're pretty? They're pretty. I thought you said that I like them. They're pretty. Maybe maybe I gritty. cut gritty. off after that. Gritty, gritty, gritty. gritty. Okay. Um, I love Anthony Edwards. I think he could be the next big thing. There's too many superstars in the league. Is my problem. And uh, I I just don't see the Timberwolves. They they kind of are a, a, like a stacked roster. Rudy Gobert. Is very good. He's very Thank underrated. Um, two or three time defensive player of the year. Probably should be more. Cat um, is uh, always going to be good. I've always said Cat's Cat's probably three for a big man in the league. And um, no, I don't know many other people on the team. And I think that's probably uh, probably the reason why they. They won't make it because they don't have that one guy on the team. It seems like every year there's a, there's a star winning. It's Jokic, it's Steph, it's LeBron. So this take uh, isn't that soft, I'd just like to say. I just looked them up. They're eighth best odds to win the finals. 
fifth out of so West. Are you changing Conference. your take to they win the top, uh, finals? No, no, I'm saying that this is not. It, they're the fifth most likely Western Conference team to make the finals. So I, I think okay. this is not a soft take at all. All right. Well, they are the number one team in the league. They are playing the best. They are the best. I disagree with it, though. I don't think I don't think that'll happen. Right now, they are um, set to play either the Kings or the Mavericks, which is scary. Uh, also, could very well play the Warriors in round one, which I'm going to go ahead and take the Warriors. They're playing well right as of late, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they have won eight of their last. I just the Warriors have won eight, eight of their last ten. Clay's finally scoring. Um, they look really good. I would not want to play them first. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say they lose five, in the first. They're like the nine seed. They are the nine, and that means they're going to be matched up with the Timberwolves. I'm going to go ahead and counter take. Timberwolves play the Warriors round one and lose. All right. Well, gentlemen's wager on this one. Fair I enough. Before uh, – I don't know where Trey is. I do want to talk college hoops, though. We have yeah, the college hoop pros. Really, I don't know how much you've been talk. you've been p- paying attention at all. Um, I've yeah. been locked in. All right, give me your thoughts. So right now, I'm looking at the bracket. College. There's uh, there's a quite clear top three. It's Houston, Purdue, UConn, um, and then the rest of the board really plays out with a lot of good teams. Not great teams. Our UNC Tar Heels are good. Tennessee Auburn tomorrow is going to be a great game. It's going to decide probably a two, maybe a one seed for Tennessee. You got Marquette, Arizona, Kansas. Um, there's a lot of teams up there this year that could make a run, but we don't like to talk about the top guns. I don't even like to look at the top 25 during these times because it all comes down to conference play and matchups. The only people that you should be watching right now are the bubble teams, the at-large bids, the people that you don't expect, right? So I'm going to go through a list of my sleepers as it stands now. Um, a couple of teams that I could really see making a, making a couple upsets. Just keep your eye on them. So number one, I'm going with a team that maybe has the best uniforms in the game. I don't know if they have a history of winning any games. They've made it a few times in the past few years. They've played some close games. I think if they win the division this year, uh, it could be their year. I'm going to go with the UNC Wilmington Seahawks. That's, uh, they, that's my conference, baby. That's Northeastern. Yes, it is. Conference. You know it. And then it's a good conference. Northeastern, but they're number think, two, aren't they? I'm saying if they win the division. Is Charleston. Right, if, they, if they win nasty. the conference. Yep, College of Charleston's good. I, I don't always look at the best team. So I'm looking at teams – this is where you just got to dive in, and my bracket's going to be bad. It always will. But it's the if it's the fairly Dickinson takes that really gets you know. It's the takes that you get one right, but the rest of the bracket wrong that makes you who you are. That's what March Madness is all about. So I like Wilmington. Another team I like is Samford. I'm sure if you're familiar with Samford, they're having a great was, year this year. Yes. Um, and, and not a team that many people have heard of. Uh, they're the Bulldogs. They got a great logo, uh, and they're in a conference that is notorious for pulling off upsets. Uh, I don't know if you remember Furman last year, but Furman beat Virginia in the first round. Sanford's now 25 and four. Uh, they look great, 17 and 0 at home. So if they get a good good matchup round one, absolutely taking the Bulldogs. Uh, next team, 
and this conference is maybe more notorious for bracket busting than any other. That's going to be the USF Bulls. Now, the South Florida Bulls are in the same division as FAU. They're atop the AAC right now. Uh, they're in the same conference as teams like Memphis, who's obviously been a decent tournament team. They're in the same conference as Wichita State, obviously known for, for a Boston Brackets back in the day. And, of course, FAU made the Final Four last year. USF just got ranked for the first time in a while. Uh, they have an opportunity not only to win, potentially get an at-large bid. So watch out for them. Um, I've already mentioned Richmond Spiders. They're kind of my team. The last team that I will uh, go ahead and, and throw out there is the McNeese State Cowboys. Now you're thinking, Cam, what are you doing? You're in two I am thinking that, yeah. McNeese State. Who's McNeese State? Well, they're 25-3. and three. They're 14-0 and 0 at home this year. They're in the Southland Conference. The only thing I don't love about this is that Southland is not known for anything of note. Everybody, every other team in the in the division has 10 plus losses, but this team is different. Uh, they're on a six game winning streak right now. They've actually gotten some word to be really tough for them uh, to to get an at large. They would have to win the conference most likely, unless they kind of win out, and make the championship in their conference. Uh, but McNeese State, State is another team I could see uh, doing some damage. One you never heard of, and obviously that's what happened with Fairleigh Dickinson last year. Never heard of them, but they made it happen. So those are my sleepers at the moment. We're not even looking at top 25. Uh, just got to look at the teams outside. Now, Cam, I'm going to run you through. Preseason, I always make like three or four bets for futures. I'm, I just want the Cam Abderhall opinion on my futures and the odds that I got them at. Right off the bat, not loving it. UCLA 33 to 1. What's your thoughts? To win the the entire NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I don't like that. Nope. I, All right. I don't, so, I don't think that's a that's a good one. Now I don't think they're gonna make the tournament. From no, what I good for your what I know. The tournament. Yeah, they're 14 and 13. Nope. Got to win the division. All right. Um. UNC 30 to 1. That's much better. I mean, that's a great bet. Absolutely great bet. Uh, in a weak ACC this year, they are dominating. Uh, I expect them to easily cruise to the, the, the championship in the ACC tournament. I'm going to assume they get a two seed. If they win the ACC, they're more than likely going to get that fourth one seed. Uh, depending on how everything else plays out, they're 21 and six now, nine seed, uh, ninth ranked team. So they they have a two currently, but they are the best team in the ACC. All right, Texas 30 to one. Texas is not going to do it for me either. Um, I think Texas is is set to make it. I I'm not too sure. Um, I would have to look. I think they're a decent team this year. Let me take a look. 17 and 10 in the Big 12. Uh, 17 and 10, and they're in the Big 12. So they'd have to make a decent run. Um, I would imagine that they get in, usually just as a school like that. But there's a lot of team ahead of them in that conference, so that would be another tough one. All right, and my final bet: Tennessee at 20 to one. That's a great one. Now Tennessee uh, currently holds the four seed. I don't know if you knew that. Four, fourth overall team in the nation. All right, I they, love that. They are. Uh, 
not they're know that. They're losing, but the SEC is tough. Yeah, they're they're good. Tomorrow, Tennessee Auburn is going to be an electric game. Auburn's my uh, one of my favorite teams in the in the SEC as well. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I feel good about mine. But Cam, there is one big topic in college basketball that we probably should uh, hit on, which is court storming, which has taken the world by storm this week. Um, due to the fact, due to the uh, yeah, due to the uh, Duke Wake Forest game, where. Yep. Wake Forest upset Duke and stormed the court, and one player got injured, supposedly. I don't believe it. I don't think he got hurt. The guy, I mean, you saw the cam, and he clearly got, he clearly shoved the guy as he ran onto the court and then faked an injury afterwards, which was real soccer of him. Um, I'm going to say this right now. I think court storming is one of the best things about college basketball. It's the only sport that you have it happen in. It's awesome. It's fun. It's like, I don't know why you want to take the fun out of college sports. I don't really know, like, in this new era of paying athletes and all these things, this is one thing that differentiates college and NBA basketball. And I don't know why you would want to take this away from a sport when it's one of the best parts of it. Yeah, this is absolutely ridiculous. Have uh, you if it's not a, formed a court? Uh, have I ever stormed a court? Yeah. No, not me personally. Um, not a big underdog guy, I guess. Wherever I was, I just uh, yeah. I mean, really I knew underdog. Power five school, so I thought maybe you had a shot at it. Um, Northeastern did storm the court once when I was there, but I was not at the game. It was we beat Miami on a buzzer beater. And yeah, it you was, guys had a good year one year. I think maybe my senior year of high school. Yeah, we had we had. We had a couple of – I think we made the tournament twice while I was in college, which was a ton of fun, but never stormed the court over the course of my career, which is disappointing because I feel like we're getting too old now or we can't really do it. But uh, I just want to say this podcast is firmly on the side of we stand with court stormers. Absolutely. I mean, this is utterly ridiculous. I actually don't mind Duke. I I am a UNC kind of fan, band, noted bandwagon fan from when I was little, just watching them out of the uniforms. Uh, so I've always kind of grown up, you know, liking UNC. But my mom's a Duke fan. My grandpa's a Duke fan. Uh, I don't mind Duke at, at all. This is ridiculous. Uh, this is blue blood. We're too good for this. One guy, get off the court. You lose, get off. Not your place. I absolutely love the comparisons of when Duke stormed the field when they beat Clemson in football. Um, and now all these guys are are complaining about this. I mean, he's right in the middle of the court. If you lose, get off. Get off. Go home. It's not that. Now, it's, I was also thinking Cameron Indoor is like the one stadium where the fans are basically touching the players on inbound passes. Like, I feel like this is like a those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones kind of situation. I don't really know why it's teamed out. You know, I mean, and I was also thinking if Coach K was here, he would have an entire press conference dedicated to slandering the names of all these people. Like, he would make this the biggest thing. He would get, like, an hour talk show on national TV 
just to shame everyone that was a part of this. Yeah, I think um, are you are you talking saying Coach K is on the side of 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 Duke as they stand? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying he would absolutely like say like this is blasphemy. Yeah, I agree. Happen. I I agree. I think he hasn't come out and said anything from what I can see, but Duke really wants to ban this, and Jay Bealus wants to you know thinks it's a travesty, whatever. It's weird that it's all happening this year. I mean, the Caitlin Clark thing happened as well. I don't know if you saw that with Caitlin Clark. You know, she's in the wrong too. She's absolutely in the wrong, but I didn't hear her complain about court storming. She pushed somebody or got pushed. She wasn't hurt. She got back on the court. She's dropped 49. I mean, that's just just do that. Play the next game. Destroy whoever your next opponent is and get on with it. Don't don't fake an injury. Um, yeah, I think I think this is bad for Duke. This is a bad look uh, to be complaining like this. I don't think they're going to get any favors. Court storming will never stop. It's great. Missouri Valley State just won their very first game. Uh, of the season they're like one in 27 stormed the court it was awesome announcers going crazy that is the greatest part about college sports is that you have a bunch of guys that are going to school and they get a little break from school to go watch their team and it's something that you're a part of you can say these guys are my classmates i want to go support them it's much different than a than a a professional atmosphere if you storm the court in an nba game I don't. I don't think I like that. These guys are getting paid no, fifty no, million dollars. They're older than you. But at the end of the day, get off the court. If you lose the game, you lost the game. It's not the end of the world. It's Wake Forest. It, there's ten games left in the season. You're already a top fifteen team. Just get over it. Uh, so yeah, I, I think we're don't lose. Don't lose. Don't lose. lose game. It's that simple. I, yeah, I have a no. clear way that your court's never stormed. Don't get upset. You should also have it in your mind, by the way. These kids are coming on the court as soon as we lose this game. I'm going to be ready. I don't want nothing to do with these kids. I would not want to be in the middle of a bunch of Wake Forest fans when they are chirping in your ear because they're going to, as as is as they okay, should. as they should. And you, you can do the same. Get off the court. I would want to hear it. I don't, want, I don't like getting chirped. I don't like being bullied. So I would want to leave and avoid that. Absolutely. Could not agree more. I'm glad we're on the same page on this. Um, do we just shoot off a list, guys, and just do this episode just solo at this point? I think so. I think maybe maybe list guys is dynamic duos. Oh. Oh, look what a list it is. Good evening, I mean, ladies for the and list. gentlemen. Right here in time just for list guys. That is excellent. Boys, how are we doing? How is the show? Uh, the show's been great. Where's Dylan? Dylan just Where? never made it. It's Dylan's you know, dog's it, neighbor's lawyer's fish's birthday. It's just fascinating to me that, you know, when you're, you're expecting to do a podcast every week, you know, you just you pick up the phone and send, send a text at a certain time when, when we always do this podcast and say, I'm not going to be there, guys. I'm not going to make it. I don't know. It's just—it's fascinating to me. And and my other takeaway is that uh, if we ever get picked up, my contract's gonna be huge because the show the show does not does not run without me there. It, it falls apart at the same time. I'm, I'm gonna so, give you the fastest. The I'm I'm gonna give you the fastest three minutes here. Uh, what you missed, Chris Berman, Bam. 
Uh, we started off the show um, with not knowing the name of the, the episode. Started off great. We we didn't go in knowing what the number was. 214, the Valentine's Day episode. Um, first things one. first. First things first, we, we got to know. You left home. You left Florida early. It's now 1030 Eastern. Yeah. What, what happened today? Why did it take you so long to get get back to where you where you're supposed to be? Are you okay? Is everything going on going well? Did someone take over the plane? Did you have to knock somebody out? Was the oh, airport yeah. being? No, I, the, the problem is I'm poor, Cameron, so I, I don't have money, and I had to buy uh, these these plane tickets down to Florida for a nice weekend. Went and saw my good friend uh, Mick, Mickey Mouse. Uh, hung out with him a little bit, but uh, I had to I had to get layovers, so I got I had a you know I had a two o'clock flight out of Orlando to Richmond, and then like a three hour layover in Richmond because of a delay. So I'm just getting back now. I, I understand it's okay. not ideal. Go, go spiders though. I hear Richmond worst airport I've ever been to in my entire life. Just an awful airport. One but restaurant like the they didn't serve me food. I hated it. Terrible. One, two star, two star airport. Yeah. Terrible. Okay. Uh, next thing we went over here um, was was our takes. I'll start with mine, and you can kind of just give a, a brief um, your thoughts on it, just based on the the uh, you know the Packers way, kind of the Patriots trying to adapt. I said that the uh, Patriots will go ahead and draft a, a QB early. I think it's going to be Jaden Daniels. I think that just makes the most sense. Uh, whoever it is, nonetheless, I think Mac Jones is the starter. I've said Mac Jones is going to be the starter all 17 games. Let this guy sit. Be patient. The fans are going to hate it, but you got a full rebuild. You got a full year. Worst case scenario, Tucker brought this up. You get another good pick, and you start the new guy the next year. Uh, like teams are rushing in. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, no, teams are rushing into things too fast. If you really want to fully rebuild, all the way buy in the Packers have done it. They did it with Rogers, obviously better starter. They did it with Jordan Love, obviously a better starter. They did it with Pat, you know, Patrick Mahomes did it. Um, I think you gotta fully let this play out. Barring injury, Mac Jones starts all 17. Let's see how they Yeah, no, I, I love this take. I love this take. Um, I have no problem doing this. Like I've said a million times, we're a lot more than quarterback away. So I have no problem with them even not using the pick on a quarterback and getting a haul like three firsts is what's being offered. So I have no problem with that. Um, if they're going to take a QB, don't rush them out. Love it. Cool. And then Tucker, I said uh, one of the worst takes in Waste Takes history. Um, one of the softest takes in Waste Takes history. It's not soft. You were on me for a soft take the other day, Tucker. I was on mute for a soft take. The, what was my soft take the other day? You're on me for a soft take. You were uh, on me. I forget what my take was, but you hated it. You said it was soft. Well, Tucker's take is that uh, the number one seed Timberwolves will win the West. <laughs> wow, that's hard hitting. Um, no, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that they're uh, the fourth best odds, and the fifth best odds of any team in the West to make to win the uh, Western Conference. So it's not a soft take. I stand by it. You get like plus 600 on your sports book right now. All right. The odds are in his favor of wastedness. I countered the take that said the Timberwolves will will end up, unfortunately, matching up against the Warriors round one and get mutilated. 
you needed you needed an extra uh, like flair to it is what you needed. You needed a an added piece like oh, you know what? Anthony Edwards or or something like that. Like some something to drop that in there. But you know, I I don't know. I don't. I think it's the Pelicans. I said this a couple weeks ago. That boy's going on a run. Um, you got one for us, Trey? I I I really didn't come in with a take. I was trying to think of one quickly. Um. Uh, Tom Brady would have won two more championships if he never married Giselle. Giselle, of course, cheating whore, we're finding out now. Um, so disavow Giselle. Uh, I'm out on her. Not, a, you know, not Tom, a fan of Giselle on this pod. Tom, if you want to talk about it, I've gone through similar things. Reach out. Um, but she was holding him back. And uh, we all know, you know, I know what it's like to have a, you know, an unfaithful woman hold you back. So. Um, Tom would have won two extra bowls without Giselle that's, uh, in his life. Yeah, I know that's, I, that's, a, I, that's I like a dumb the, take, but that's all I have right now. I like the would. I like the would have take in this case. I don't think it qualifies to be put on the Twitter poll. I think that's just. I, I mean, that. oh, it's a walking um, Twitter poll. I like. Uh, I like the uh, would have in this case. Honestly, it's nice of you actually to check in on Tom. It's really oh, nice wow. to use the use. You know, it's our platform. And you're using it for a buddy. Check in on the fellas, guys. What's our uh, list? I'm about to walk into a store right now. I have an important purchase to make. Uh, what's our list going to be? It is Dynamic Duos. All right. Yeah, uh, based on me and Tucker. Let me go last. You can put me and Cam as one of your... You can put us on the list. Like. People are saying this is the, the highest rated show um, in history. People are te- calling in texting live. Um, Tucker, I believe you are up first now. Uh, we're going to snake it, and five each, I think, still plays. I didn't do any research, but if you're ready. I'm ready. I actually have a list going already. So uh, number one, I think this is, my, is Shaggy and Scooby. I mean, that's the most iconic duo that I could think of. When It was the first thing that popped into my head when I think of famous, like the most dynamic duos. Chemistry, 100 out of 100. Guys were just vibing 24-7. Number one on my dynamic duo, best friends, never fought, Shaggy and Scooby. Yep. Yeah, it's a a good one. Um, I'm going to be just a a, a basic here. I think it's Batman and Robin. I think they just play together the best. It just sounds the best. I think it's... You know, it's more of a sidekick role. I think Shaggy and Scooby, uh, they're on the same level. I think they bring the same to the table. Batman obviously outplays, but he needs his buddy. Um, and this show is all about friendship. I think Batman and Robin are good good pals. Uh, can't have one without the other, unless it's The Dark Knight, which he was not in. Uh, you, you kind of snaked me there, Cam, in, in honor of the draft. Um, you know, I, I had Batman and Robin ready to go. Um, I'm going to go with a probably a controversial first pick, but it's just popped into my head when I was thinking about guys that, you know, are hanging out, getting shit done, done together. Oh, Anakin and Obi-Wan, my first uh, dynamic duo. Now, bad breakup, for sure. But, you know, when they were together, they were kicking ass, taking names, quipping all over the place, you know, solving the galaxy's biggest problems. So give me Anakin and Obi-Wan in those Clone Wars years. That's a dynamic duo. Uh, my next one. I'm going to the well. I got to go connection, me and Ken. 
I'm, I'm taking it again, probably a reach. Uh, Come on now. Everybody knows in the, this podcast about Cam and I basically have the same brain. It's it's neural linked. It's just connected up. I don't know when it happened. It was sometime in our you know, our junior or senior my my junior or senior year of high school. We just clicked, got it. We were like we know what each other was thinking. Worked out in our football career. Has worked out in our podcasting career as well. So. I'll go with the connection as my second dynamic duo. Yeah, thought I was going to be able to get that. I don't know why why I did. Um, I forgot. I'm not going to lie. I did. I was ready to say it, and I forgot you had two back-to-backers. So, uh, got me there. Very good. Obvious pick. I'll go Sponge and Pat. Uh, right down, way down in the bikini. Bikini bottom, down bottom of the ocean down there. Uh, just a couple, I mean, all-time best buddies. All-time best friends. Uh, Patrick's all-time saying of what do you do all day when I'm at work wait for you to get home I mean come on tear-jerking moments uh, those guys are are inseparable neighbors uh, obviously separated by that squid guy but um, Sponge and Pat they've been doing it for for longer than anybody I know and and uh, you know a big break for them was was the Super Bowl I'm really proud of those guys to to be able to have that you know that friendship and uh, better than better than Tony Tony and Jim, honestly. Uh, all right, back to me. I'm gonna take probably. I'm shocked it came back to me. I'm gonna take Tom and Jerry. Uh, all time iconic. I guess I'm going with the classics right now. But you know, again, when you think of a dynamic dynamic duos, you think of Tom and Jerry. Entire show, characters, and just endless laughs. Uh, happy to get them here. And then number three, I'm going to the sports realm. I'm going to go with Kobe and Shaq. Uh, may have hated each other, but it burnt bright when it was going. And dear God, were they unstoppable. So, yeah, number three, Kobe and Shaq. Yep, Kobe and Shaq's a good one. Um, I'm going to go a little bit uh, out of the out of the realm of what we've been doing. I'm going P- PB&J. I'm going the peanut butter and jelly. I think that, um, yeah, I think I think that's a good duo. It's not something I grew up liking, more of a recent one, but but I, I th- yeah, I think it's it's an all-time snack. I think it's the most maybe Amer. I don't know if it is American, but it sounds like just the the go-to American snack. And you don't get peanut butter sandwiches, you don't do jelly sandwiches. You put them together, it's an icon, it's a staple. PB and J at my three. Uh, at line three, give me following kind of Tucker's footsteps here, Jordan Pippen. Um, you know, six shifts together. Uh, that's that's pretty unprecedented. You know, they were a trio. You know, Rodman wasn't there in the beginning, was he? I don't know the answer to that. If I'm being honest, I don't with think you. he was. I think it was. I think no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, I think Pippen and Jordan got all their rings together, unless I'm mistaken. But they they either got five or six yep. together. I mean, you no, he at, got no. They got them all. They, they got, got all six together. together. Yeah. So you look at like a guy like Brady who put up six, you know, six rings in New England, one team. He he didn't have teammates there for more than you know max three, I think. Um, so just a, a longevity of it. Um, and now they are they are connected in, in familial ties as well as I believe. Scotty's ex-wife is uh, engaged to Michael's son. Um, no, so it's that's off. just, no, it's off. Oh, that's a shame. 
didn't want to break up the family, but an interesting dynamic there. So I'll go Pippin Jordan. Um, my next one, again, I'm, I'm kind of struggling coming up with a dynamic duo. Two, two things. Um, give me, give me rum and coke. The classic drink, you know, nice. it's a duo. This is out of my ass, but give me rum and coke. Uh, I don't, I don't have much more for you, but um, I, I'll drink a rum and coke every now and again. I've kind of switched to Jack and Coke. I probably should have taken that, but rum and coke came to my head first, so that's what it is. Rum and coke. You know, you said came out of your ass there. Thought you were going to say pee and poo for a dynamic duo. Almost said it. Um, honorable mention there. I am going to go. Say they're dynamic. They're not very. <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, my number two comes from a place of just my childhood, um, my my personal friends, Bert, Bert and Ernie. Uh, very good friends. Actually, went and saw them uh, back in the day at Sesame Place over in uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. Uh, we got to talking. Good, good, good guys. Honestly, just good dudes. Uh, they were telling me, you know. Um, uh, you know how to count and good, good, good with numbers and uh, you know all the Muppets are. But Bert and Ernie, Bert and Ernie were uh, were classic characters, brothers, neighbors, maybe lovers. Who knows? Twenty twenty four. We don't judge. Good, good pair, good duo. Uh yeah. Number four, going back to the cartoons, another dynamic duo, Shrek and Donkey. Uh, all time series, all time movie. I mean, uh, dynamic duo as good as they come and then trey i'm shocked you didn't use this guy but i'm gonna go with you know what an all-time duo people say maybe not anymore brady and belichick two goats together yeah i don't know how i didn't even think of that <laughs> but brady and belichick as my five happy to have them there wasn't sure that they were gonna make it i wanted to give trey the opportunity to take incredible value it just did not come to my head. I won't. I can't do it. Not, I could not let them fall off the board. No, I would not have remembered it. I, I, my brain has, like, fog on it up from that. So, good pick. Um, I, I, yeah, we're getting to the bottom of the barrel for sure here. I have a couple. Um, I think this one just kind of... This one kind of just works in terms of like when you, you you can't really you don't know who won it. If you just told me one of their name, you know, you don't really think of them. It's Simon and Garfunkel. Um, I think it's Paul Simon and some something Garfunkel. Nobody knows. Right. But if you, you say them together. Oh, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. A couple different bands like that. That was the first one that came to my head. I get maybe the most notorious. Uh, that's going to be my five. It's a it's a bad one. Uh, yes, sorry, just closing the door to my apartment. New new studio to add to the list, the Quincy Streets. Uh, recording Welcome this home. episode from the Quincy Streets. Um, but my last duo is going to be Recency Bias, and you might say it's not a duo, um, but it is in my mind. It's Donald and Goofy. And let me tell you why Donald and Goofy is a duo. Kingdom Hearts games. Those two were running around in some Japanese anime shit. Um, they're helping you out here and there. Um, and I was at Disney this weekend, so I went to Epcot, saw Goofy, saw him, said what's up. 
Um, but is he How's dog? he doing? He's tall. I mean, he's a dog. He's got to be old. They got to put him down at some point, right? I don't know. But, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go down with Goofy. Uh, he's, you know, it would be a trio with Sora, but again, you know, he kind of shows up late. So uh, if you don't know your Kingdom Hearts Lord, Dylan would love this right now. Dylan would lose his mind, but unfortunately he is dead. So uh, RIP. This is an RIP pick. Oh, he's oh my God. You right birthed now. him back into life. No way. He's here. There's no I just know existence. That's insane. All right. Well, I'm gonna make a graphic for this, and uh, I'm absolutely gonna make a graphic for this dynamic duo list. And I tell you what, I'm gonna give Dylan some awful ones for not making it to the pod. He's gonna have like Hitler and Mussolini on his. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> Biden and no Biden and Harris. Israel so what and is, Palestine. What are, we, what are we talking about tonight, gentlemen? Uh, we've already rehashed um, it, but I'll just let you know we did dynamic duos, and my last pick was uh, Donald and Goofy from Kingdom Hearts. So oh hell yeah! That, I think that was like the best <clears> thing <throat> to get you here. Well, I, Dylan was away with his girlfriend for her birthday, so everyone wish Linnea happy birthday right now because it must happy be her birthday, birthday right? Happy birthday must be today. Yep. Must be today. Right, Dill? Yep, today. We're busy this weekend, so we did stuff today. Hey, we don't judge here. Uh, glad you can make it on at the end. You got something quick for us? Quick take? Uh, the Bruins might be the worst, best team in the league. Yeah. They stink. But they're good. But they're also good. I don't like it. They're, they're, uh, uh, they have personality disorder. Multiple personality disorder. It's wild. That's it. That's it. Nobody wants to move. Good night. All right, I'm going to end recording. Secret word. <laughs>